The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is the best of talk of champions brought to you by Modern Woodman. This is Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. Joining me now on the Modern Woodman phone line, Ole Miss basketball great Marshall Henderson. College basketball season is back. Who would be the perfect person to call to talk college basketball as the year gets started? It's Marshall. Marshall, what's up, man? What's up, Ben? How's it going? How you doing? What's going on with you right now? I'm great. I just got my, uh, my first coaching job. Uh, assistant coach at Thomas University, and uh, it's in Thomasville, Georgia, South Georgia, which is it's the South. Um, it's like uh, it's about 30 minutes north of Tallahassee, um, so pretty close to Florida. Uh, I got I had a you know couple of connections. Uh, Bill Armstrong, obviously, who was a coach at Ole Miss, um, hooked me up with a guy, got me got me out here. Um, uh, so I'm I'm a, like a full time assistant. I'm recruiting, I'm coaching, I'm 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 training the players. Uh, you know, now now the season started getting scouting, lots of scouting. So uh, and I'm having a blast with it. It's so much fun. What is Marshall Henderson in a recruit's home like? Oh well, you know, just basically telling them one year. You, you know, well at at this point. Um, you know, the coach that the coach I worked for, he was a D one assistant for a long time at like Florida Atlantic and San Francisco. And the other assistant coach that I work with, he was the school's all time leading scorer, uh, here at Thomas. And so, uh, right now I'm telling him, Hey, look, we, uh, you got guys uh, that have been at a high level and have succeeded. And, and we know what we're talking about, very highly motivational, um, you know, come here and we're going to play really hard. We're going to play really intense. Um, we're, we're, we're going to be up in your, up in your crap, uh, 40 minutes, 
uh, of the game. And, you know, we take, we take care of the players. We, we're all, we, you know, for me and me and the other assistant coach, we're, we still think we are players. <laughs> this is both our first year doing it. So, you know, we're transitioning, but we still, we still think we're players. We get out there and play with them. And, you know, we had just have a lot of experience that we're able to, to, to tell these young guys, you know, when they come to college. Is it hard for you in practice to cut off what you're used to doing, which is going out there, putting up shots. Now you're a coach. You're the one putting them through drills. But for you, being mm-hmm. the gunner that you are, when you get a ball in your hands, you want to put it up, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've uh, we've even reverted to, to – I, I, I've done some scout team. <laughs> I'm like, all right, look, guys, listen to me while I'm coaching you, but I'm also – I'm going to be this guy on their team. Uh, <laughs> Just, just to give a, just to give a better look, um, you know, because our, our the the scout team guys that we have, they're young, they're freshmen, they haven't really, and we just started it. We've only had two games, and so they haven't really grasped um, the understanding of of a scout team player trying to trying to I- emulate the the player from the other team and do, you know kind of run their offense or their defense, and so you know I I know that I know how to do that, so I'm like well. Here, I'll go ahead and be like the the team we just played. I I was the go to guy. <laughs> I was like, hey, all right, I'm gonna be this guy. Um, but you know, really, a lot of it um, that uh, with the coaching for me is is uh, I, I'm trying to really help it, these guys mentally because uh, we I mean we have a we have a player who he he'll probably he'll be all conference. He has the potential to be an all American and. Uh, very similar to me, and he's a very dynamic scorer. And he gets he, he, he gets in his head a lot. You know, he he starts breathing really hard. And he uh, he didn't have a we lost last night, and he didn't have a very good game. Uh, I mean, he shot shot horrible. And I was like, you know, look, man, I had those games. I can assure you. I think he was like two for fourteen. I was like, I had some three for eighteen. <laughs> so don't worry about that. What I can assure you was the game after that, you didn't want to be the other team. So just go ahead and get yourself ready for Friday. We got another game. Don't worry about it. You know, don't let yourself think about it too hard. Um, but for a lot of it, you know, cause the, the coach, the coach that I, I work for, he's intense, very intense. And so um, I just try and come around, you know, be positive, be a positive energy for the guys and, um, uh, just keep 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 their minds in the right places and not let them get too down um, when they make mistakes and let them know, you know, the next time it comes around, it's your time to shine. For you, the mental side of it's what you really had to learn at Ole Miss. You're right. Mm-hmm. Early in your career, you would miss a handful of shots. You would allow it to bleed into the next shot. And uh, mm-hmm. an 0 for 5 start could turn into 1 for 10. But when did you mm-hmm. learn? Because AK always lets you have a green light, no matter what. When did you learn mm-hmm. to just keep shooting? Because eventually, for a guy that's going to make volume scoring shots, those balls are going to go in eventually. Yes, definitely. And it's uh, a lot of times it would be something. Something would happen. A play would happen, and instincts would kick in, and I would just kind of forget. Um, forget what's going on and, and just the muscle memory of shooting, you know, 5 million shots over the years kicks in and you forget, um, you know, I know sometimes in high school, um, before I even got to college, I would kind of have a bad shooting night and then some guy would 
like bump me or talk crap to me and then it would stick me into that that next gear that second mindset and then all of a sudden you forget everything that happens and you go to the you know, and just get to the next to the next layer uh and then it then it becomes just the muscle memory and at that point you know that's what i, I tell the guys i'm like look dudes y'all shot hundreds of thousands of jump shots in your day it's not the shot you know it's 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 what you're thinking about and it, a lot of that goes to the to the free throw line we had we had a player in our first game he started out 0 for 3 from the line and as we all know as basketball players the free throw line is the worst place in the world where you, you want to be with your missing <laughs> you, that can be the most uh, it can tear you down mentally everyone's staring at you everyone's booing at you your team's like oh what's going on and he and you know we made sure he had to stay focused when the game and the guy wound up making the last eight free throws and i was so proud because i was like man that's that's staying in it mentally and and trying to it's really tough when when the shot's not going in trying to keep going and and then uh overcome that and so uh yeah i think for me a lot of times more so than just you know, more more so than just keep shooting, it would something would ha- would happen that would just kick me into another gear. Was there a play in particular that maybe it was a shot, a three point make, just seeing one go in that would be that trigger? What was the trigger for you? Mm-hmm. It could be getting to the free throw line was uh, something that I was able to learn over the over the over the years. Um, when the shot's not going, drive, get to the free throw line because hit a couple free throws and now. Now you got the stroke, the feel is there, the touch is there. And uh, that's uh, one thing that I've kind of told the guys that I'm coaching now. I'm like, hey, the jump shot ain't there. Drive. And, you know, I I sit there and think about it, and I, I probably, as a player, should have done that, taken that advice a little more. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, well, no, if I just keep shooting, maybe, maybe. Um, but it's definitely, I mean, that's kind of a known thing in basketball now, and it's, it's just trying to – Get, get to the free throw line, get that touch going, and, and that can really help the outside shot from there. Can you really learn how to drive and score at the basket, or is that something that you either got or you don't? You can learn. I mean, with practice, you can do anything, but I think you just it's a mindset. You gotta you, you can see people go in there timid, and they're not going to score. Or you go in there, and you're trying to play for contact, and you're not focused on scoring. Uh, that that plays a lot into it too, and so I know we do some drills where we get some pads out. We have the guys come in for layups, and we'll smash them with the pad. And you know, we we'll just kind of teach them when you're going when you're going to the lane, and just don't look at the man that's coming over. Look at the goal because that that that's that's the goal. The goal is the goal to make the the bucket. And when you look at when you look. At uh, other things, may, um, the player, like the help guy, or trying to see where you're going to pass it. If you shoot it, your full focus isn't on the rim, and that can lead to a miss. And so we'll just teach them, keep your eyes on the rim when you're driving, and uh, that will increase your chances of success. After you left Ole Miss, you went overseas, you played ball, you've been to a lot of different places. It's been a while since you've been on the podcast. For those people who don't know where all you've been, where all did you go? I went to I went to Italy a couple times, Qatar a couple times, um, China, Morocco, 
and, uh, you know, made a pit stop out in Sacramento and, and, and Reno, uh, Nevada. And, uh, you know, that was pretty much it. I thought it was, you know, I, it was funny. I thought I was going to be in the G league this past year and it didn't work out. And so got into the coaching thing and I was still kind of like, man, I don't know how I feel about it. And the, uh, first day or the first week of coaching, uh, one of our freshman players fell asleep in class and, um, the lady, the, she sent a picture, the, the teacher, she sent a picture to our coach and the, the, the kid was a freshman and he was like, she's lying. <laughs> he said, what? First off, don't ever talk to me. Talk back to me. Second off, everyone outside. We go outside. It's like a hundred degrees, Georgia heat. And there's a little field outside. He makes the guys just, uh, it's like a hundred, uh, about like the size of a football field, I guess. And he makes them run all the way down and back. And I turned and looked at uh, uh, Javoris, who's the other assistant coach. I said, you know what? It's at this exact moment that I am content <laughs> with coaching now. Because now I don't actually have to do all of the hard extra work <laughs> with, with putting my body through so much, which I mean, it, it was great, but like, you know what, now that it's over, it's okay. You never had that moment then like some former players did to where they realized it was time to hang them up. You still thought you had shots to take. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I still, I still do, <laughs> but uh, no, I had, a, I had that. I had all of last year to, uh, I kind of prep myself mentally, just kind of, I, I just wish I would have ended on a better note. Um, you know, I had a situation in Italy that happened at the end and uh, it just, I wish it would have, I wish I would have had a better taste in my mouth, but I, you know, after, after sitting back and looking through it all, you know, I, I was, I was, I'm content. Um, I had a good run and the best thing about it all is that I got out of there injury free. And uh, I didn't, I mean, that's, that was like the main thing that I was telling myself to make myself feel better the last few months, you know, now, Hey, at least you didn't have an injury, you know? And, uh, but now that I'm, now that I'm where I'm at now and starting to uh, get my coaching career uh, started, I mean, it's just so much fun to be back around the game of basketball. And, you know, I enjoy watching film and crunching down, crunching down numbers and all that stuff. It's, it's, I mean, because I just love the game of basketball. So now that I'm still around it, around the sport, and uh, getting, it, and it's it's quite fulfilling to be able to uh, kind of drop off some knowledge to the young guys. And you know, some a lot of my a lot of my players saw me play. They were old enough to to remember watching me like at Ole Miss and stuff. And so they have like a, they have some they have respect for me and they listen to me and it, it's. It's it's fulfilling when they when they actually do what you say. So it's a lot of fun. What's the best moment that your players now remember about you at Ole Miss? Is it Gator Chomping? Is it Vanderbilt? The NCAA tournament? What do they always ask you about first? They go, man, you went into the crowd crazy talking about Auburn. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, yeah. Well, if there's anything you know about your coach then you know that we're ready to whoop anyone and we're ready to let them know about it. <laughs> some things change, some things don't. I still got that intense competitive fire about me and I want to instill that into my players. 
We're never scared of anybody. If someone talks crap, we'll hit them in the mouth and we'll, and, and we'll win the fight and we'll win the game. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much what I, I've turned that into. <laughs> I've tried to get the security guard from Auburn on this podcast before. I haven't been able to locate him. I have a feeling that the oh, old dude in the front row would never want to come on. He was the one that was most angry. <laughs> Yeah, that's just amazing how they got that all on camera. <laughs> yeah, the old guy was like the uh, Arthur Ant meme come to life <laughs> with the fist. Yeah, that was him. <laughs> He's mad at Marshall. Yeah, that's funny. Your dad was a coach, and you've talked about it before. Mm-hmm. He was really hard on you. Y'all had a very up mm-hmm. and down relationship as him being your coach. Did you learn anything? Can mm-hmm. you pick up anything? I mean, what kind of coach in comparison to your dad do you think you can be? Ooh, that's tough, man. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, I definitely, I mean, he was really, I mean, he's, he's what you would call old school, um, you know, very disciplined, very tough, you know, treats this, the players all the same. It doesn't matter if you're the best or the worst. If you messed up, you messed up, and he was going to let you know about it. He, he called you out for everything, never let anything slide. And uh, as I've, uh, you know, gone now, I guess it's been three months now getting into it. I slowly see myself creeping more towards that. I keep telling my players, I'm like, guys, my heart's not black yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still trying to sympathize with them sometimes. But, uh, you know, when uh, now, now I'm starting to see things, through, you know, when players are making the same mistakes over and over again and we've been practicing for three months, you know, you want to just strangle them. <laughs> it's like, are you not listening? <laughs> so, uh, it, it, it's, uh, but I, I mean, it's still, it's still a lot of fun. I say it with a smile on my face. I'm like, come on, man. Like we've been working on this every single day. Now you should, it should be second nature for you to do it. And, uh, you know, as I, as I've talked to some, some of my old coaches, they're like, well, now you're going to be able to, you know, see what it's like, uh, especially to, Wait till you got wait wait till you got to coach a guy like you. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Now you know how AK felt with you. Oh yeah, um, but that, I mean, I've had some coaches and they're like, "Yeah, I got this kid with a headache. This kid's a headache." I'm like, "Well, can he win you a championship?" <laughs> and, uh, can he win? We got because uh, I mean, like I'm saying, we have a we have a we have a player who's he's it's amazing that it's my first coaching job and he's a lot like me. Um, I'm not gonna say he's like a head case or anything, but he can lose it. <laughs> so uh he uh but he can also win the games and uh it's just it's cool that like right off the bat i'm already kind of working with somebody who's similar to me um you know with uh kind of like emotional and fiery and stuff like that and so um that's i mean it's it's great for me to go ahead and start working with somebody like that and you know the head the coach i worked for he was like he's yours he you're you're with him and i was like all right this will be fun um and at this point it has been kind of off topic but terrence davis makes it to the nba you know td Mm -hmm. you've been around this program for so long you know the work that kid put in and you've been through that process Mm -hmm. um going through the g league he had to earn his guaranteed contract from the raptors through the summer league yep what are your thoughts on Mm -hmm. td getting that opportunity and what can it mean for Ole Miss to have a player that's on TV every night, recruiting-wise, Ole Miss just hasn't had that on a regular basis ever. Yeah, I mean, I knew he was going to have a chance because he had an NBA body and NBA athleticism for sure. I was like, he, he's going to have a chance. And then 
But to see the work that he put in, because I think his freshman year, he averaged like one point a game. And then he like wrote, I mean, that was, I think that was his first year. He wasn't playing football, which he probably could be in the NFL <laughs> if he would have decided to take that route. You know, some people are just, just so incredibly gifted um, athletically. And he was, he is, he is one of them. And uh, he was so much fun to watch uh, all those years. I was so glad they got to make, when they made the tournament uh, this year, I'm glad that he was able to, to make it, you know, having for having such a great career. And, um, yeah, when he, I mean, he, he, I think he was on the Nuggets summer league team, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. And he had like 28 points or something in that first game. And then boom, there it is. And, you know, that's, that's what's the cool thing about summer league. It's, it's an opportunity and all you need is that, that one good game and, and you'll wind up like him. And so, uh, you know, I, I think that'll be great for recruiting. Um, be able to say that, especially now since we've, uh, since we're moving in the direction of we're trying to be competitively su- successful every single year now at Ole Miss, um, it'd be, it's, it should be great to, to be able to sustain that. And then, you know, hopefully old Brian Tyree can follow in his footsteps. And now, now we got something going. It's a new world for Ole Miss basketball, one that you helped build to where now Ole Miss is trying to be nationally relevant every single year. They're picked to finish eighth in the SEC, but you look at this roster, they have the potential, like last year, to finish much higher than their projected ranking. They were 14th in the preseason last year, finished seventh. They're picked eighth, probably could finish in the top five. The SEC strong, but Ole Miss basketball-wise, do you think they got another shot to make the NCAA tournament make a run? Well, absolutely. I mean, I mean, Kermit is a great coach for one. I mean, you can never count his teams out. I mean, just look, you just look at his body of work. Um, then you, you know, you got you got uh, Brian, you got Tyree and Schuler, who are veterans that have been there. And it's when you have that core of veterans, um, you, you you can always rely on those guys to be able to lead you. Um, and you know, I feel Ole Miss. I feel like we always finish higher than we're picked. I know we were picked seventh, and we won the SEC championship. That's so right. I always think when it, whenever we're picked a little lower, I think that's going to be a good sign for things to come. I forgot about that. Y'all were picked seventh and won the SEC tournament championship. Mm-hmm. The reason I remember that was because uh, the team I'm coaching now got picked seventh, and I was like seventh, and then I was like, hold on, let me go look this up. And I saw we were picked seventh, and so you know I was able to use that as motivation. I'm like, hey, look, guys, we were picked seventh, and we won the SEC. So why can't we do the same thing? The only disappointing thing about you now being an assistant coach, and everyone's happy for you because you're one of the most popular, if not the most popular, basketball player to ever play at Ole Miss, is that you were in the crowd at pretty much every major Ole Miss basketball game for like four straight years. And now you're going to have obligations. You're, it's going to be hard for you to get to Oxford or Nashville or wherever Ole Miss is. Yeah, I know. Um, I think they, I think the the close they play at Florida <laughs> of all places. They play at Florida. We're a couple hours from Gainesville, and uh, I think I couldn't remember if we had a, a day off or something. And I would would love to go try and catch that game, but. Um, and I mean, Oxford's like, it's like an eight hour drive. I'm always seem to be eight hours away from Oxford, <laughs> whether I'm on the east, on the Eastern side or the Western side of it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it would be tough. I, I you know, I, I really enjoyed, um, I mean, I want to go to every Ole Miss event that I possibly can, you know, regardless of whether it's basketball, you know, football, baseball, you know, anything like that, um, would be 
anytime there's something going on, you know, I, I want to go. Um, I love being a part of Ole Miss. And now that I'm coaching, I hope to, you know, one day be a part of Ole Miss as a coach, you know, I think, and uh, that's a, that's definitely like one of my top, very, very top goals would be to get back to Ole Miss, you know, for that. And uh, that may take some time, you know, and, and some work and, and that's okay. But I still always am trying to be around the university as much as I possibly can. Football's a little tough this year, though, Marshall. Have you been watching? Oh, man, I thought we were – I was like, well, maybe we'll beat Auburn every week. I'm like, well, maybe we're going to win. Maybe this is the night. You know, maybe maybe LSU beats Alabama, and then we just ruin their season. <laughs> I always have that great – I always go into the game thinking the best. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think everyone, everyone knew it was going to be rough. Um, uh, but, you know, Coach Luke's done a great job doing what he can uh obviously now but now that we're back now that we're back in the in the field of play and we can make the bowl games i'm interested to see what we do over the next couple of years um you know win lose or draw i'll always be cheering always be you know tailgating <laughs> before the rebels games so uh whether that's in my apartment on my couch or at the actual <laughs> game so uh that's i mean that's what I, another thing about that i was so blessed about to go to Ole miss is now that i have I have a family in, a, in an SEC school that I get to root for every year, <laughs> every week. So uh, it's great. I love it. Just to think, it was three, four years ago that you and I were celebrating Sugar Bowl Eve together at a bar in New Orleans, and now we're just hoping upon hope that Ole Miss can win a game. Yeah, you know, it's okay. It was worth it. <laughs> I was, I was like, you know, uh, I had a down in New Orleans, and I'm pretty sure that everyone else did. Um, we were so the, the coach I worked for. He's a huge Florida State fan. He's from uh, Chipley, Florida, uh, which is kind of close down here. But he is like diehard Florida State football, and uh, they're going through a rough time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe even rougher than what we're going through at Ole Miss. I was like, you know, we're we're kind of past our rough patch. You know, we're now we're we're kind of on the back end of that. You know, things are just getting started for them. And, uh, uh, you know, it's, he was telling me about uh, – because I was, I was, we were talking about wins and losses. I was like, yeah. I was, like, I was so glad we won the Sugar Bowl because, you know, that wasn't the cheapest of trips. <laughs> I wanted it to be a grand expensive trip. And I'm just, once when we won, that made every dollar worth it. And he goes, yeah, well – we, he, he told me a story. So when Ole Miss played Florida State in Orlando a few years ago to open up the college football season, um, he was there, and he said he was like, because Ole Miss started up like twenty-one to zero on him or something. It, it was a, it wasn't looking good for Florida State. And he said they went into the into, into the bathroom, and there was a bunch of Florida State in there, and people. And this this old Miss father and like little son, probably eight years old, walk in, and the son goes, "Daddy, I thought you said Florida State was good." <laughs> and he he said everyone turned and looked at that little kid, and he said he was thinking to himself, "Man, if I if I took he goes I took my kids to Disney World the day before. We stayed in a nice hotel. If I came all the way here for a loss, I spent all this money. This is gonna be the worst vacation ever." And then they came back and won. And he was like, man, when they won, they, every dollar was worth it. <laughs> and Ole Miss was up so much in that game. 
Yeah. I was like, well, we're going to the national championship. Yep. <laughs> and <laughs> After then, the first quarter. And then Ole Miss does what Ole Miss does and lost that game and everything went to hell. I think our defense was hellacious that year, if I remember correctly. We were losing games like 50 to 40. It was entertaining. <laughs> As a spectator, it was highly entertaining every week. But, yeah, it was, that was, the season was tough. Oh, before I let you go, what happened with the Ole Miss team in the basketball tournament? Twice now. Oh, yeah, they did another Ole Miss team? <laughs> well, I mean, all I saw was that Chris was on the team. I thought you were on the second team. I know you're on the first team, but twice Ole Miss put a team yeah, together. Yeah, no, I gave, I gave up playing in that tournament because I was always putting teams together, and then I just couldn't get full commitments from everybody, uh, whether it was coming or, or playing hard. <laughs> so I was like, you know what, I'm tired of, I'm tired of just doing this. I'm going to go be coach, and then I'm going to make my own team that way. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, that's what I did. Yeah, the problem with the tournament, when you put all alphas on one team, you, Chris, Tariko, whoever, you're all going to try to take the shot. Oh, yeah. The year before when we had Chris Warren on our team, um, before the Ole Miss team, when I had like a couple guys from Arkansas, a couple of my junior college players, um, like uh, Mike Bruzewitz, who guarded me when we played Wisconsin, uh, we knew – because you can like you can like make the player's salary. I made Chris Warren the highest paid player, and I was like, "Look, if there's ten seconds left and we it's a tie game or we're losing or whatever, Chris Warren's taking the last shot. I don't care what any of you say. He's taking the last shot. I thought that would be the smartest play. Get the ball, to Chris Warren, and let him win the game for you. So, what would be your advice then if Ole Miss gets a game away from the Sweet Sixteen like y'all did? Would you say Hadim C blocked the shot like Reggie didn't? Or would you just say, Brian, you got to be the one to take the final shot? What's the most important piece of advice to break through and go to the Sweet 16? Oh, it's got to be, it's got to be, Brian's got to take the last shot. <laughs> you know me, I'm always going to be like, it's about the last shot. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that's what, that, that's what's funny about that is like the guy I work for, Coach Cruz. He, he always says that. He goes, you want the last shot. So I think that, yeah, it comes down to the last shot because Reggie may have missed the block. I don't know how the one, the one block in his entire life that he ever missed. Uh, if we would have made a half court shot, we won. <laughs> so he's about making the last shot. And no Derek Millinghouse, bless him. No Derek Millinghouse taking important shots late. Well, he can. He makes it. He made one. Yeah. No one can ever take that he away made from him. one, and yeah. it was a big one. It was. <laughs> it was big. He's Marshall Henderson. Thanks for it doing was. this, man. I appreciate you. And nothing but the best moving forward. Got nothing but love for you. We'll talk again. Thank you. Thank you. You've walked this path many times before. It's a chance to think, especially about your future. How will you turn your retirement dreams into reality? Will you have enough gold for your golden years? Your choices for building funds for retirement can be complicated. Fortunately, you have a friend in the community who can help you make the right decisions. That's your modern Woodman agent. Your agent is a skilled professional who will listen to your needs and desires and then work with you to create a plan that uses the right financial products to achieve your retirement goals. Build a lasting professional relationship with a trusted financial advisor. Hi, this is Thomas Chandler, your local Modern Woodman representative. Give me a call today at 662-296-0186. Let's make a difference together. Hotty toddy and go Rebs. Get in touch with your agent today. Modern Woodman of America. 
Touching lives, securing futures. The Modern Woodman phone line. Cool. We'll talk. No big whoop. No big whoop. Where the best Ole Miss guests from far and wide drop in to talk the very latest in Rebel Sports. Modern Woodman. Let's make a difference together. This is Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. Joining me now, one of the greatest Ole Miss basketball players of all time. It's Murphy Holloway. It's been a while, Murph. How you been, bud? I've been good, man. Just enjoying the process over here in South Korea. But um, it's going good. Basketball in South Korea. What's it like for Murphy Holloway? I mean, I'm I'm liked over here, like everywhere else. But um, it's, it's a little different, man. Only two Americans on the team right now. Only one can play at a time. So you're playing with four other Koreans. Um, language barrier. It's a little difficult sometimes, you know, when you're trying to talk about, you know, helping helping out others on defense and switching screens. But I'm enjoying it, man. Life outside of basketball, different, but it's okay. Do you got friends over there to hang out with? Uh, actually, man, one of my best friends from South Carolina is with me. I got him a job on my team. He does player development, so I'm good. <laughs> I was worried about you for a second there, Murph. Not that you're not personable and that everybody likes you, but with the language barrier and all that that comes with it, thought it might yeah. be a little tough for you. Has anybody slowed you down going left yet? I get slowed down with a trap sometimes, but not really, man. Um, you got to catch them off guard, man. <laughs> but no, not really. They're still productive. Me, like, getting older, I feel like, man, I got to – I used to have, like, so much energy, though, like, from playing in front of the press until, you know, I'm getting older. I'm about to be 30, man, in April. But next year, I had to change my whole diet, you know, from trying to eat red meats before games and – sugars and stuff. I just got to had to change myself just to make sure I had energy and wouldn't feel sluggish. But, um, man, I try to, you know, keep people honest, man. So, you know, I work on the mid-range, man. And just actually putting the ball down right and going all the way right to where you got to honor it. As far as getting old, yep. you haven't gotten to the place like LeBron where you're having, like, spray paint on your hair, have you? No, I'm bald, though. So, I don't, I went bald early overseas. I guess I was stressed. I guess I was stressed out early. <laughs> uh, I when, guess I've been stressed for a while, man. When I went ball, I just said, you know what? I'm bald and over with. I'm not going to chase it. I haven't gotten to that point yet. I've got the receding hairline. But I feel like if you get to the point where you know it's either shave it all off or try to hold on for dear life, just bite the bullet. Just shave it all off. Yeah, because the, 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 the dear life is... It's still looking bad on you, so especially you know not to be crazy, but black people, man, we can't hold on too long, man. It looks worse. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> it looks worse trying to hold on. AK didn't try to hold on either. He he went full bald. Yeah, AK went full bald. Man, I actually seen Coach last summer, man. We had dinner in Birmingham. Oh, how was that? Amazing, man. Got to see him, his wife, kid. Had a good time. Me and my boy Curtis Munch from Tupelo met in, um, met in Birmingham. Coach came out. We had a good time. I've seen Coach a couple of times since he left Ole Miss. I told him before he left, mm -hmm. if he got a job with the SEC Network, I know he still got the itch to coach, that he was going to be so good, yep. especially calling games, he would never leave it. He would be too good at it. And sure enough, 
Nah, man, he know he he knows the game though very very well. Man, I asked him about it, man, coaching, and you know he he, he just said that he would love to coach again, but uh, he's doing what he's doing. He doesn't just want to take anything just to coach though. You know that was his main thing. He don't just want to take anything just to coach it. What has that relationship been like? I mean, when you went through that time and place at Ole Miss where you had to leave, then you come back, you and Coach Kennedy always had a special yeah. bond. How did y'all build that? Where did it come from? Man, I think it just came – I mean, it, it, it takes time, man. I think me and Coach are both people who you have to gain trust. I know I am, man. I know he is. So you have to gain it. It's not just giving to him. Some people in life just give you trust, and then you have to burn that bridge. He's more so you got to gain mine, and it's going to be hard to gain it. That just happened with just going out every night and just playing hard, man, and, you know, sacrificing for the team. For him, you know, that showed, like, that showed a, you know, a bit of, of care for me to him. So, you know, he, he, he reciprocated it, man, with just with anything that I needed. You know, if I asked him just for advice on something, he gave it to me. Some coaches you can't reach. Like, I thought the most player – that play overseas and I asked him, do they ever talk to their coach? No. Every, everyone I talk to says no. I haven't met a person yet that can send a text to their coach and get a response or even have their number. The last time I talked to you at length, I think it was when I was doing the Andy Kennedy story, that long-form story, and you mentioned during your recruitment, unlike all the other coaches that came to see you, because you were a highly ranked guy, you had a number of schools that wanted you, he walked in and according to you, shook your hand like a black man, and you went, yeah, this guy's different. Coach got that thing about him, man. You know that, man. Coach Coach ain't all the way what he looked like. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Coach is amazing, man. But, you, you know me, I'm, I'm like, dang, this, I'm from where I'm from. I'm like, man, I ain't never really met too many white guys that dap up like that. You know what I mean? Shake hands. But um, now just hearing myself even say that, I, it, it sounds weird. I know I did say it. Oh, yeah. It sounds weird. But, um Man, heck of a guy, man. He was just, you know what I mean? I had never met a guy like that, you know, at that point in time in my life in high school. But heck of a guy, man. Relates. He relates very well in any circumstance, you know what I mean? To where I'm from, to Oxford, Mississippi, to wherever. We can go anywhere and get a player. I've had Nick Williams on this podcast a lot. I've had Marshall on this podcast a lot. I keep thinking back to those teams. Y'all are a special group. But, God, y'all were nuts, man. I look up every day and just think, you know, I look up and I think, man, how did I even make it to where I'm at? You know, even making it to college. But I'm, I'm thankful, you know what I mean? But um, only people, hey, man, Coach Bill Armstrong, Tory Ward, you know, Preston Please, Coach, and AK, they knew how to deal with us, though, man. That's, that's part of going somewhere where you feel comfortable and feel like a coach to really give you a chance because they already knew – most of the guys that played on our team, they knew our background. They helped us. You know what I mean? To become the man I am today, shout out to Coach AK and Bill Armstrong, keeping it real and just, you know, giving you the real all the time, even when you don't want to hear it. No one cares, work harder. AK words, you know? Hats off to them guys for, you know, making me who I am. Nick's been a great guy. Nick wasn't nuts, man. He was not nuts, man. With Marshall Reds, we were nuts. Me and yeah. Marshall Reds nuts. Well, that's what Nick and I talk about yeah. all the time, because I talk to Nick a couple of times a week, usually yeah. it's to bitch about the Cowboys, but we've talked about that before. Yeah. He was effectively the sheriff. You were the enforcer. Yeah. Reggie was the shithead, yeah. and Marshall was the wild card. Yeah, that is correct. 
Right on, right, right on time, man. Marshall, like I said, Marshall's somebody you never want to play against, but you want him on your team. What is your favorite Marshall story? <laughs> uh, man, I'm glad none of you coaches are still there. We're in Kansas City at the um, NCAA tournament, and me and Reggie, you know, we were we had snuck off to the casino. <laughs> me and Reggie were going to the casino <laughs> and gambling in Kansas City, and we won our first game. Marshall wanted to go to the, you know, Marshall won a game. He wanted to go enjoy himself. I think he went to a bar down the street, and Coach Armstrong called him at the bar, made him come back. He was, you know, Marshall's famous, man. He was so famous at that time. He couldn't do stuff like that and get away with it like me and Red could, honestly. So, he, you know, it was a big uproar. They had to go get him from down there. And he comes back to the hotel. We have a meeting. Coach Kenny is getting on about it. Marshall says, well, dang. Y'all don't say nothing to Murphy and Reds and they go to the casino. I'm just like, oh, Lord, you done shot us in the foot. <laughs> man, messing with Reds, man, I mean, I've lost my per diem trying to go to a casino. Like, I'm looking sick, man. I ain't have no money in college like that. I'm losing my per diem going to the casino trying to follow up Reds, man. One of my favorite stories you ever told me about AK, and I can't remember exactly which game it was, but y'all lost. And AK had a tendency, yeah. when you lost a game, basically peel the paint off the walls mad about losing. He hated losing games. And something to the yeah. effect of, Reggie, you're no good. Murph, you're no good. Y'all going to be off in Poland making, like, Polish sandwiches or something. What did he say? Now, this right here actually came. He was just telling us about, uh, you know, Coach, he's mad at, you know, like you said, we lost. But um, he was going across the room just giving everybody, you know, you know, giving everybody the real, man. You can't even say just BS. He was telling us, you know, Murph, you, you know, you're average. Reg, you want, don't, he know he doesn't want to stay out of Memphis. You want to go to Memphis every weekend, every day off. You want to go to Memphis and see your mom and see, you know, see the boys. So Tariko, he was good. Probably go to the NBA. Won't stay long. <laughs> Um, so, you know, I mean, I'm telling you, he was serious, man. So EP, EP, Chris, like, y'all got, you gonna be somewhere in Poland, you know, eating chicken sandwiches. That's what I told you. I never wanted to go to Poland because he was telling that we were going to be eating chicken sandwiches in Poland, begging, begging for a hot plate. I was like, oh, Lord. Now you're it in South Korea. Too, man. Same way that story still, it stuck with me. Yeah, now you're eating in South Korea eating Subway. <laughs> That's great. You feel me? How often do you get to get back home? I, mean, I can go home. I go home usually the summers, man. Usually me, summertime, I go home. I got a we get breaks here. We got a break coming up, that fever break, you know, for like the national team. I can go home sometime, but I don't typically just like to take the 14-hour flight home and turn around three days later and come back. So when you do get home, you got the babies at home. Yep. Are you always shocked by how much they've grown? Baby, you're always shocked, man. You know, FaceTime helps, though, man. I don't see how people did it back in the day without FaceTime, man. I don't think I could. FaceTime helps a lot, man, with the babies and just contact, you know, being with everybody, my lady, everything. It just it helps, you know, FaceTime. It makes it a lot easier. You know, like I said, I'm over here eating Subway. I walk to practice. I got, I got, I got, I got a bike. I can ride my bike. Playing a nice gym, man. We're playing a big gym. Nice city. You know, the lady, the kids back home, they're, they're eating good, living good. They just spend, you know, spending money that I make over here, and I just, <laughs> I don't use it because I ain't got nothing I want to buy over here. 
but they get to, they get to enjoy it. She doesn't have to deal with me every day. So, I mean, she's living the dreams. They're all right. It's different now. Families, it's a whole different animal, right? If you don't have your family with you, yeah. if you couldn't yeah. see them every day, see your babies, even if it's only through a screen, I don't know how you make it in South Korea. Mm-hmm. I don't know. A lot of those guys that I, went overseas I, like I, you back in the day, they left early because free from your family it. for so long. And now to the point, I mean, they fly over here. I done flown my whole family over here, man, hang out. My mom, you know, everybody, friends, you know what I mean? So, like, one of my guys from Mount Tupelo named Curtis Month, he flew to Israel to see me. He went to Jerusalem. We went everywhere, though. Like, you know, you realize I would have never left the country, though, if it wasn't for this basketball. I would have never I would have never had the urge to want to go anywhere. Like Paris, Milan, I would have never wanted to go anywhere. So just to see what I've seen and be able to go back home after all this, these experiences, it's going to be great. And then you made good money doing it. I've known Curtis a long time. Y'all have one of the funniest friendships I've ever seen in my life. Man, it's hilarious, man. But I've always been a guy who, you know, I wasn't big on just being friends with basketball players, you know? That's not just athletes. You know, I was always cool with whoever. You know, I felt like you got a connection as a friendship. It was cool with me, man. You know, I wasn't. Also, on, on color, it didn't. It never bothered me. You know what I mean? It never bothered me what someone else, you know, thought about. Like you said, our friendship. But it just—it happened one night out on the square, man. And we just started talking. We hung out, been cool ever since, man. Honestly, our biggest, our biggest thing I say he helped me with, man, was in life, understanding, understanding the differences between, kind of like where I came from, where he came from, and just, you know, finances. Like, Kurt is big on finance. He's cheap, man. But me, on the other hand, never coming from something like, you know, good finances, he helps me understand things and stuff like that. It's, it's a great friendship, you know what I mean? We both we both gained something from it. My boy's getting married in a little bit, man, so shout out to him. Yeah. What's the relationship now to Ole Miss basketball? Still good, man. It's, you know what I mean? I didn't think it would be still good. Kermit embraced me. You know what I mean? Like, anytime you want to come back, anytime you want to do anything, just um, let him know. I still play in South Carolina. Someone contact me, you know, hey, go to Ole Miss. If you've heard from him, great school, man. Great coach. Uh, you know Devontae Shuler's still there. That's my guy from the same same neighborhood, same city, same everything. So, you know, it's still there, man. Still cool with some of the guys, man. Shout out to Terrence Davis, too, man, big time. That's big for that's big for Ole Miss, big for the conference, big for coach. But it's still a great relationship, man. I'm still cool with a lot of people around there, man. My boy Ford died, man. Doctor died. I know I still on Twitter sometimes. People give Doc a hard time, man. Hello, you Doc. I saw you at the SEC tournament. Ole Miss lost its only game in the SEC tournament last year, but you were there. Mm-hmm. You've seen the growth of Ole Miss basketball this year. They're running about 10 to 12 deep as far as their roster, the talent in which they're recruiting is different. Ole Miss basketball seems to be taking another step. You didn't get to play in the pavilion, but you see what Ole Miss basketball is and how big of a hand you, Marshall, Nick, all y'all had in that. Does it give you a sense of pride? It gives a great sense of pride, man. But you can only stay in college for four years, man. Play for four anyway. You can stay long if you want. But um, just to be able to do what we did in such a period of time, Amazing, man. You know what I mean? That short period of time made people change their minds about Ole Miss basketball, how much they should invest into it. Unbelievable, man. And the guys that's playing in the pavilion, 
they're doing it the right way, man. They're, they're taking pride in Ole Miss basketball. You mentioned Devontae Shuler. That's your guy. He's from your neck of the woods. Mm -hmm. You were so important in getting him to Ole Miss. What have you thought about his development now that he's been a point guard for two straight years, been the starting point guard? Terrence has gone to yeah. the NBA. That's huge for Ole Miss. But Devontae's now stepping into an even bigger role as a scorer. What's just your overall evaluation of yeah. Devontae, what he is as a player and what he can be should he decide to go to the next level? Devontae made the right decision by going to Ole Miss for more than just, you know, for me and Murphy helped us get him here. He gets to play the point guard position. Not many other schools would have even gave him the chance. Tyree was the point guard at Ole Miss, which you know, but Coach wanted to move him off the ball because he's such a scorer. Kermit did the right thing by putting him in position to be successful. So on the next level, he wouldn't have been a two guard. He would have been the point guard. Kermit did a great job by moving him to point guard. Um, done great at his position. You know, I think he's bought into it. You know, I always tell him, man, hey, man, this buy-in, man. It's only a few years, man. Yeah, it's probably difficult, school, classes, whatever. It's only a few years, and then it's over. You know what I mean? It's over. Just buy in for a few years, do what you got to do, and successful in life, man. It's so tempting, though, and I know it was for Devontae in the offseason, and I know it's going to be there this time in the spring to make the leap, to go ahead and go. Tariq, though, wanted to go after his freshman year. He stayed. He went after his sophomore year. Because you're right there on the cusp of it, right? So to fight that and do what yep. ultimately is right for your development, how hard is that for a player? Man, it's, it's hard, man. But it, it, it's so hard for players who don't have guidance, man. You know what I mean? Once you leave, man, it's over. You're either a first-round draft pick or a college graduate, man. More, more, that's it. There's no, there's no in-between. You're a first-round draft pick. That's the only way you leave early. Or you, or you graduate from college, and then you try to make that leap. But don't kill your education trying to chase a dollar, man, because it's going to come. Stay in college, get your degree, because when it's all said and done, that degree is going to be the most important thing you've ever earned in your life. That's it. I promise you. It's not going to be a, a bucket you scored, a game winner, nothing. So that's, a, that's, that's all I got to say to most athletes, man. I, I never had the urge because I had – you know, I had a good man in my corner that just, you know, hey, you're going to leave early and jeopardize what you work hard for. I work, I work hard to try to get a degree. So I just think you're first-round pick or a college grad, man. That's my words to any athlete. Graduate. And TD's kind of shown these players the path now. Could have gone after his junior year. He stayed. Senior year played well enough. Yeah, yeah he went undrafted, but now he's yeah. getting valuable minutes for the Raptors, man. If you've got the talent – yeah, there is a path, and everyone's path is different. Not saying someone else would be like TDs, but it's possible. He graduated from college. He did what he's supposed to do, and he now look at him. He's in the NBA, be able to take care of family, get valuable minutes. Most important thing is being able to take care of what you care about. If you don't have kids, you don't have a family, it's yourself and save for your future. But the most important thing for most kids coming from, you know, the communities that we came from is take care of family he's gonna be able to do that for a long time your favorite Ole Miss memory is still what winning the SEC tournament SEC SEC tournament man at that time you, I just thought about everything that that team had been through I had been through um you know the sacrifices that we put in you know to get to that moment and um you know great things don't always happen at Ole Miss man you know that man it's, sometimes you feel like it's cursed 
But to have that happen, let you know, man. You know, stay the course. Slow grind better than no grind, baby. How the hell did Reggie miss that block against LaSalle? Woo, I was surprised by that too, man. I'm saying. Now, you know what, man? Hey, I don't know how he missed it because Reggie goes and gets everything. Got a funny story about this, man. I was heading to Turkey <laughs> on American, probably American Airlines. Man, listen, I grab a, a magazine and I see that play in the magazine. What? Yes, in the magazine. They had that. I don't know because of what, what reason did we play in that arena, American Air? I have no idea, but... They showed that that block and a reference to something about an airplane. You know, the floater, I don't know. But, yeah, I seen that in a magazine on the airplane. That floater, red jumping for the block, it had the whole thing. That team was a Sweet 16 team. LaSalle had no business beating you. That was a Sweet 16. No business. I tell Ramon Galloway that all the time. They got lucky. Lucky Reggie was in a little foul trouble. Lucky... The ref didn't call the foul for Marshall close to the end. They were dead. They were finished. That was 100% a foul on Marshall. Yes. Yeah. The, re- the referees didn't. I mean, I don't, what do you have against Marshall, man? Call it a foul. It was a foul. Well, Murph, come on now. Marshall would admit everybody was out to get Marshall. They were. They were. But it's all good. It's good catching up with you, buddy. I enjoyed it, man. Nothing but love for you. Let's make sure next Nothing time. It's not so long before we catch up, my friend. Oh, man, definitely, man. And I'll be back. I'll be in Oxford this summer, man, for sure, too. Well, beer's on me. I'm taking it. (laughs) I'm taking it. Thank you, brother. We'll talk soon. Yes, sir. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.